Hi there, I'm Anne-Marie McQueen, editor of Live Healthy, and this is the Live Healthy podcast. Each week we interview health and wellness leaders and talk about all the things that are good for you, which you can also read about in our online magazine, the only one of its kind for men and women in the UAE. Today I talked to Drink Dry Store founder Erica Doyle about why she gave up alcohol five years ago, what prompted her to launch her company in a pandemic in 2020, and what kind of growth is in store for the fast-growing, low- and no-alcohol drink sector in the UAE and abroad. Erica, hello. It's so good to Hi. see you. Hi, good morning. Nice to see you too. I keep hearing your name and um, drink dry. And it's one of those things that just sort of like seeps into your consciousness. <laughs> I've been very curious about this sober curious movement. And, yeah. um, you know, I, there was a study done in the US that just said 25% of people said they were drinking more because of the pandemic. But then I think also the pandemic has has sort of propelled the sober curious movement that had started before. What, where do you see kind of that right now? Very much so. I think, look, if you look at, uh, if you look at the stats, you get uh, different research has been done in different market. You get slightly different mixed kind of messages. You get different uh, stats, but I think we're all going in the right direction. And I think you're absolutely right in terms of saying that the pandemic, in, in my opinion, and what we're hearing from our customers, has very much made everybody stop and think about their physical health, about their mental health, about how they want to live their lives, you know? And I think we were all pre-pandemic, we were all so incredibly busy, you know, running like little hamsters in a wheel, work, kids, just juggling life, going out with friends. And, and when we all had to stop, it's a really good time to sort of uh, reflect and look back, you know, where, where can I make certain changes in my life? And, and physical health, yes, it's huge, massive driving factor in people giving up alcohol, but also mental health as well you know um alcohol consumption makes us anxious they make us feel a little bit on the edge um so i think that partly comes as 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 uh, part of that um but it's 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 just people being curious about these non-alcoholic drinks um i would probably say from the research that we have done uh in terms of our database and our customer base um i'd say about 50 percent of our customers are non-drinkers who are very happy to have found drink dry and can finally enjoy sophisticated adult strength. So they're not, you know, being questioned why you're drinking lemonade or, or, or anything like that. Um, but the other half, let's say another 50% are the people who are just simply trying to drink a little bit less. They, they still enjoy, uh, a, you know, a nice glass of alcoholic wine. They still enjoy going out and, and, and having fun with their friends and consuming alcohol. But equally, they're just that a little bit more aware of cutting back. And maybe, you know, maybe at home, they choose to have a non-alcoholic gin and tonic a few times a week instead of going for their usual uh, alcoholic one. Well, that's, I'm, I'm Gen X. So what I love about this is, you know, I was always a big partier, like a lot of people who in my generation, yeah. <laughs> I had those moments where you'd after a weekend, you'd be feeling terrible and sitting at your desk and like, 
I'd be like Googling, do I have a drinking problem? What is a drinking problem? And the solutions were always just like, quit drinking. You have to go to AA. And they never resonated with me. And just kind of like a lot of movements that are either or. And this yeah. sober curious movement is so great because it, it fits that whole s- sector of people that, you know, it isn't causing problems in their life other than what you describe anxiety and sort of like not feeling great. So that is so interesting to hear that it's half of people. Now I'm curious about you, like what, what brought you to this life? (laughs) Well, actually uh, for me, again, it was, it was nothing to do with alcohol consumption as such. Um, For me, it was a very conscious decision about six years ago that my husband and I were trying to start a family um, and it sort of wasn't happening for us. And, you know, one of the things that I was advised to do was to change my lifestyle in general, you know, uh, sleep more, exercise more, eat better. Um, I think I was still a bit of a smoker back then. So give up smoking and give up booze. So it was an all... And because when you want something quite badly, you know, you, you'll do whatever, right? So for me, it was giving up alcohol was part of what I was trying to achieve. Um, and so my husband then joined me a few months later in, in, in the journey. Um, and we actually both gave up alcohol at a, at a good time back in the UK because all these fantastic and exciting new non-alcoholic products were just popping up. So, you know, Seedlip just came out, um, which was great because you didn't feel left out. You had to look for these products. You had to search where to buy them. It wasn't quite so easily available. You couldn't just pop into your Waitrose and and sort of pick it up, but you could find them. If you were looking for it, you could definitely find them. And the quality of the product that was coming out was just fantastic, you know, because I remember, I remember probably 20 years ago, my dad drinking non-alcoholic beer for what, you know, and the taste was awful. Like everybody would, you know, like non-alcoholic beer had that terrible image of being a really terrible drink, right? So the whole concept of non-alcoholic drinks isn't new as such. It's the quality that has changed dramatically, completely, you know? Um, If you try, I think if our customers try our non-alcoholic beer, they can't believe it because the quality is so, so, so good. Um, so for me, it was a similar journey where I thought, well, I'm not actually missing out anything here. You know, I'm going out with my friends, I'm having my gin and tonic. Um, so yeah, it was it was really easy, actually. And then uh, two years ago now, we moved to the UAE. And boy, you know, the, the, the availability and the whole idea, the concept was just so backwards here. It was so alien. You couldn't, um, starting from your your local supermarket, there was nothing available there. There's nothing available online. Uh, Going to any restaurants, asking for non-alcoholic anything, you'd get offered a sparkling water. Or if you ask for non-alcoholic beer, they'll give you a ginger beer or, you know, all sorts of various sort of funny, comical stories there. Um, They're expensive too. Like it's expensive. I remember I bought a ginger ale once on a night I didn't want to drink and it was, I I could have had a beer. For the same yeah. price, it feels yeah. so bizarre, right? Like, and it's, yeah. it's actually, you know, I I always think um, if I don't let my kids drink uh, sugary soft drinks, why mm. why 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 would I drink it? It's it's not good for me, so I I wouldn't drink it, right? Um, so then it it the idea of drink dry it really came from a personal frustration as a consumer here in the EU because I knew that these drinks are available, and I was watching the rest of the world kind of, you know enjoy this uh, these products uh, back at home um yeah so the whole idea of drink dry was very much born out of a personal frustration as a consumer because i knew that these drinks are available 
and I could see them. I was watching it happen in, in, in the UK, in America. The wine category, the non-alcoholic wine category was booming in Europe. And we were just being, you know, overlooked here. Um, so, so hence, drink dry. Did you, were you surprised at the amount of people that were drinking? Like I moved here in 2008 and I remember being, I don't know what I thought it was going to be like, but I was shocked at the amount of alcohol that was consumed. And I started consuming it in a renewed, (laughs) with renewed zest myself, but it was, I was completely unprepared for that. How, what was it like when you moved? How, what was it, the perception? I agree. And actually, no, my my first experience with Dubai was probably back in 2012. So my husband, uh, he's had a business here since 2010. So even though we only moved here two years ago, we'd been coming and going for the last 10 or so years. Um, and I, I fully agree. I think that the, the times where I've seen people, um, consume most alcohol has been in Dubai. Um, yeah, I think the drinking culture here, particularly uh, amongst expats, is huge. But I think that's also changing. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Very, very much so. Um, and I'll give you an example why I say that. Um, I think even a year ago, you know, us trying to approach uh, different hospitality groups, different uh, restaurants, where we said, look, you know, we have these drinks coming. Would you be interested in listing them? Um, they weren't sure, you know, they, they weren't sure the demand wasn't necessarily there. And it's almost a bit like a um, cat and mouse game there. As soon as we launched Drink Dry Store and people uh, started ordering for at home consumption, they were then going out for their, you know, Saturday night meal with their husband or friends. And they were asking for these products. They were asking because they now knew that these drinks are available. So then the, the industry came back to us asking, hey, actually, we're now seeing that there's a demand there. And I think once the availability is there and the products are available, people make different choices. They're they're happier to not have a drink Mm -hmm. if it's available and and easily accessible to them. So you you launched and, and it feels like you've taken off. So kind of tell me, like, I see you everywhere. So tell me how that has gone since you launched. I think what we have really uh, wanted to achieve from day one, um, it's it's to bring the category to life. That was first and foremost objective for me, is to, to bring the category to life and to educate the consumer and to educate the industry about these non-alcoholic drinks. Um, and I, I, I understood that from the beginning, unless we do that, the business will not succeed. There is no business, you know, we're not going to be able to sell anything. So we started quite a strong sort of, uh, you know, social media almost campaign. We're putting out posts, information and getting people almost roping them into it and reading about this movement that was happening in the West. And then a few months later, we said, hey, now these drinks are here. Try them and, and, you know, see how it's going. Um, So we then launched uh, drinkdrystore.com in December, just before Christmas. And honestly, we were absolutely overwhelmed, genuinely overwhelmed with with the response we had. We launched the platform with five products. So, you know, nothing. Um, But we were flying in goods uh, first week of January because we were running out and dry January came came around the corner and people were loving it. And I think it's, you know, uh, as a consumer, if you are happy with something, whether it's a product, the service, you talk about it. So it was very much organic and word of mouth. And people were coming to us saying, hey, I've got so many friends who'd like to order, you know, is there a discount code? And we're like, absolutely. So 
the growth was very much organic and sort of it exploded on, on social media a little bit. Um, I think what we've done very well from the beginning as well, it's we created a very enjoyable shopping experience from our, for our customers. So not only, yes, the product is fantastic, but you come on our site, it's very easy to navigate, it's very easy to shop, you place your order, the order gets delivered between four to six hours if anywhere in the UAE. Um, so that's, you know, I think that blew people's mind a bit. It was like, how are you guys doing it? Are you using drones to fly in? How, you know, how are you achieving this? Um, so, so that created a bit of a, a bit of excitement. Um, and then the, the rest just followed. And, and so we then had uh, one of the retailers approach us and say, hey, we'd love to list your drinks in all of our stores, you know, because we see that the, there's a demand for it and you have the products and we have the stores. Let's work together. So we said, absolutely. Um, and then, you know, another month later, different hospitality groups started approaching us and say, hey, you have the whole selection. We'd love to have a, you know, have a conversation with you guys about listing it in all our properties and, and doing this. And then um, small independent cafes followed and everybody, you know, from from hair salons to to to, to big hotel chains. Um, and it just kind of exploded from from they're on and we're in fact opening uh we're launching drink dry store in kuwait in september wow that's amazing yeah so that's the next step for us and you know in in our plans it was probably not until at least 2022 um but again you know we we had people messaging us uh from saudi arabia kuwait saying come on you know hurry up and bring these products in we'd love to try it and we thought why not we'll do what it. about airlines uh, yeah, that's absolutely very much uh, in our plans and, you know, there's ongoing discussions. So we, we hope to deliver that as well, because um, I think, again, what, what, you know, people do subliminally somehow drink too much on the aeroplane. Um, so we try to change that to give a chance to, to choose something different. I have a friend who who quit drinking and she was always felt ripped off when she flew business and everyone was drinking champagne. And she's like, I want to be able to have like. I think there's one airline that she could get like this, a sparkling, uh, a non-alcoholic sparkling. And she, it's one of her pet peeves. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have to change that. Give us a few more months and we hope to change that. Amazing. Uh, so what goes into like a good, let's look at cocktails. Like what goes into a, like a, a beautiful cocktail that is alcohol free because yeah, I'm just so, you know, when I don't drink, I'm just used to drinking sparkling water. I have no imagination. <laughs> okay, so I think, you know, when, honestly, when I make, a, a, when I use non-alcoholic spirits at home, I, I usually go for a gin and tonic or, you know, a two, three ingredient uh, thing. And I think most of us do that at home on a usual Tuesday night. We don't have the skills, we maybe don't have the, the tool set to do it. Um, but what we're finding from our partners in, in the on-trade, for them, it's, it's, it's magic. These non-alcoholic spirits are magical because all of a sudden, instead of having to use, let's say, 20 different ingredients to make a really nice non-alcoholic mocktail where you have to use rosemary, mint, lemon, different spices, uh, all sorts of different kinds of flavors to, to get something exciting, you now have one. You have, you know, you have a non-alcoholic gin that has, let's say, 10, 15, 20 distilled botanicals in one piece of liquid. So it's it's an easy option for a bartender that they don't have to overthink it. They don't have to overspend it. Um, 
they just have one bottle that gives them all the flavor and then they just do a little add-on and and create something really exciting where the consumer once they try it they can taste different taste profiles different ingredients in there it's not just your sugary mojito anymore with a you know with a dash of lime it's sophisticated there's different notes in there what about so beer was always the gross one right like i remember a friend drinking it when she was pregnant sure. And we were, yeah, just like you said with your dad, what has changed, what has changed to make it, what has changed so we can tell people not to be scared of it? I think it's technology that has changed. Um, You can now have uh, people, firstly, I think people are trying more. People are trying harder, you know, and we as humankind, uh, we're amazing. We can achieve anything we want. You know, we can clone sheep. We can make big, heavy metal things fly in the sky. Once we put our mind to something, we can do anything. So I think it's very much part of that, where if people started trying to achieve better flavors because there was a demand there, and then the technology would fo- will follow. Um, so we have a mixture of, in terms of our non-alcoholic beer, we either have uh, what we call blends. So products who have, they're just simple blends, they've never been fermented. So it's like a 0.0 alcohol. Um, but the way it's done, it's, it's, it's very cleverly mixed and blend and you wouldn't know that it's non-alcoholic. Um, and then we have, we have the other category of beers that, are, that have alcohol removed again, you know, and the technology is there now to gently, not aggressively, uh, remove the alcohol from the product and keep all the tasting notes in the drink. Um, okay. and, and the same with the wines. So you, you, you can take a beautiful drink, remove the alcohol and keep all the flavors, all the different, uh, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. Okay. I didn't know that. So that's two ways that they can do it with wine and, and beer. They can yeah. you make it and then remove the alcohol or they can just make right. it alcohol free from the beginning. What do you yeah. prefer? Yeah, you know, either. Um, I think one of the, I, I'm not, I'm not a, a beer drinker in general, but one of my favorite products from Drink Dry Store is our Belgian Blonde Beer uh, because it's really light, it's really refreshing, uh, the packaging is amazing, um, and, and I really thoroughly enjoy it. It's, you know, a Belgian Blonde Beer. It's, it's really tasty. Um, we've just launched uh, a stout alternative, so like a Guinness alternative, a dark, rich a stout, and again, that's a blend and it's got a fantastic, uh, almost chocolatey um, vanilla notes in there. Really, really, really delicious. Um, as an ex-drinker, I think possibly sparkling wine would be my choice of drink anyway. So, you know, I, I enjoy that very much. And uh, we tend to list dry, crisp, very much Prosecco-like uh, sparkling wines on our platform. Well, I'm curious as an ex-drinker, if you were, you know, I'm, when you talk to someone who's considering this, who's curious about this, Mm -hmm. but thinks that thing, right? Like I won't be fun. My life won't be fun. What do you have to say to people who bring that up? Cause that's a common thing. That's a common thing people get when they quit drinking. Yeah. Just try. You literally have nothing to lose. It's, it's, it's as easy as, uh, getting the products in your house and, you know, when you open the fridge one evening and you think, oh, I'm going to have a gin and tonic because you've had a busy day at work, the kids just gone to bed and it's like 7.30 or 8 o'clock and you think, oh, I just need a drink, right? We all get that feeling every single day. And just try. 
and see if it works for you. You know, see how you feel the next day. Uh, try to stick with it for maybe two days or maybe three days and see how you feel after that. Um, and then just try. But you, you have nothing to lose. Um, I think everybody who tries our products are very pleasantly surprised uh, about the quality and the taste profile of the products. And that goes a long way in helping somebody stick to better habits. Yeah. And you can wake up in the morning and decide you want to have a gathering and have it there that night. Um, oh, yeah. What do you think happens in your life when you, now, obviously you were successful. You have, you got, you had children. <laughs> I have three now, actually. <laughs> oh, they worked. <laughs> That was, that's a really good endorsement for that kind of lifestyle. Yeah, it worked a little too well. Yeah, I think three, we, we're, we're capped now at three. Thank you. That's very interesting. So when you were, how hard, like, I think this is what's hard for people is when they do a life change, they think it's just so overwhelming. It'll be too hard to do, but you did it. So what can you sort of offer as an incentive? Like also you have three children. That's a pretty good incentive. But um, what about just in your life, in your mental health, in your physical wellness? Do you know, I feel like... Um, Compared to, to life before and after, I just seem to have a lot more time, a lot more time in general. Um, you know, I, I do have three kids and one is four, two and a half and, and two months old. So it's incredibly uh, overwhelming sometimes with, with so many kids in the house. I have a full-time job, you know, we're, we're growing hugely as a business. So we're always super excited and, and busy. Um, I have a fantastic husband that I try to spend a lot of time with. I have a load of friends. I have family. Um, life is busy. Life is really, really busy. And when I look now, how much I managed to cram in in, in one week, you know, um, I'm amazed. I'm amazed at how much time I have. Um, I sleep so much better. So I'm really rested the next day. Every single morning I wake up and I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to start my day. I'm not wasting any time feeling uh, physically unwell, having any anxiety. Um, you just have an awful lot more time. That's the way, that's the biggest benefit for me, you know? And if I think if I was possibly, you know, drinking and, and not feeling my best the next day, or I just, I just lose so much more time. I, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't do half the things that I get done now in the day. That is so interesting that you say that it's a huge time thief. Like when you have a when I start, started not drinking on weekends, I it felt like it was like four days long. Right. But if, <laughs> if you go to a brunch, it's like, where did my weekend go? Yeah. It's a time thief in every respect, because when you're drinking, you're not really sitting in time the way you normally are when you're yeah. not drinking. Yeah. yeah. And then feeling that's, and you, know, and then you, have, you can still have gatherings with your friends and you can still go to bed super late but you're up the next day. And yes, you might be tired the next day because simply you didn't get your usual six, seven, eight hours of sleep, but it's okay. You know, you'll, you'll go to bed earlier the next day. You just, but at least you have the next day to enjoy, to do what you want to do. And you, not to get too personal, but you have an interesting window because infertility is so rampant now. And like when you were told that, yeah. Do you sometimes wonder if, cause I've had friends who had infertility challenges and kept drinking. And I, I know that they knew that, that that was one of the things that could be holding them back. What's your perspective on that? Uh, I think for me, it was, again, I had nothing to lose. You know, my husband and I tried to have children for a few years. It didn't happen. We then uh, reached out for some medical help. We had all the checks and all the results came back. Everything's fine. There, there are no obvious challenges why it shouldn't happen, why you shouldn't be able to have children. Um, if somebody said to me, okay, it's a medical issue of X, Y, Z, 
then then you tackle that right if they say to you I don't know your hormone levels are low or this is this and, and then you tackle a medical reason but when they say to you everything's fine and this is the most what I'm finding with with other people who who are in the same boat this is the most frustrating answer that you can get when you desperately want something but nobody can tell you what the reason is why it's not happening so then you have to go okay let's think outside the box right what else can I do what else can I do to change that um yeah so for me it was I had nothing to lose, you know, uh, change my lifestyle. And it actually took us, uh, it still took us about a year, you know, from, from changing our lifestyle. It, it took us about a year to, for me to fall pregnant with my first one. Um, but it was great. Like that, that was such a great year. You know, I got so much fitter. I got so much healthier. I felt great about myself. I was sleeping so much better. And actually, no wonder that I, I, I did got pregnant because I was probably the, the fittest I've ever been. Well, the things that wouldn't show up on the medical test, you, you know, they, the baseline would be, it's interesting too, that your husband did it because the onus always falls on the woman, right? And it's, man is half of it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it was, uh, we were never like huge drinkers anyway, you know, we, but we would definitely have uh, one or two glasses of wine most evenings, you know, with our dinner. And we were, we fell into that category where enjoyed one or two drinks most evenings. Uh, and it was just, it was habitual. It was cutting out the habit, part, partly part of that. Yeah. Well, three kids. I mean, that's, uh, that's a result. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, uh, good luck with drink dry. It's so interesting to see you grow and Thank hopefully you. we'll see you in all hotels and on um, airplanes and at parties everywhere. <laughs> you know, I think what I would love to see, uh, as, as somebody who, who's super passionate about the category that we almost, um, that we almost don't have to have these conversations anymore. Fast forward 10 years that we don't even have to discuss why drinking is better for you. Why that we don't even have to have these conversations, right? That it becomes such a part of our life that nobody questions it. Think about, you know, I, I remember, only like a few months ago, seeing an advert from 1920s, where there's a couple of women standing in the kitchen and they're advertising one thing or another. Um, but they have cigarettes in their hands so that the mums are smoking with some small kids there. And you just think how inappropriate, you know? We now, if somebody says to us, uh, non-smokers, you know, we don't say, well, why, why do you guys don't smoke? We don't question that. We don't, we don't even think about it. So I hope that in, in five, seven, 10 years time, we get to the same uh, point with non-alcoholic drinks that we don't even talk about it. It becomes such a normal part of our living um, that everybody's aware of it. Everybody accepts it. Um, everybody understands that everybody has different reasons to not consume alcohol. Um, that, that, that would be an ideal case scenario for me. Well, it's already changed. I mean, the whole mommy wine culture, that's pretty unacceptable now, I'd say. I mean, it seems like that's not, it's not cool. And I always like to remember that I, I heard someone say somewhere, no one ever, because when you, when you don't drink, people call you out on it and, and you get put in sort of uncomfortable situations of having to answer for this behavior. But someone said to me once, no one ever makes fun of you. Who's doing more than you like, yeah. Right. Like sure. someone who doesn't drink, isn't walking around asking everyone why they're not drinking. You just, cause they're busy, you know, living their best life. So I think that's an interesting. And I always say to people, uh, you know, if they're the first one to start something new in their friendship group or in their family, go for it. You are introducing something good. 
you 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 are educating others you know you you're bringing goodness to them um so what people might question you nobody's nobody's going to laugh at you you know they might question you why you're doing it but a lot of the times uh we do that out of um out of curiosity out of unawareness and you're just bringing awareness and education to it so if you're the first one in your friendship group go for it you know show them what what life can be like without alcohol great advice thank you thank you so much pleasure. erica pleasure pleasure that's it for this week if you liked the podcast make sure to subscribe rate and review we'll see you next time on the live healthy podcast 